0: Listening to the Miracle Word Podcast, we believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr.
1: How to improve any relationship instantly. We're going to give you five things to do. Uh, by the way, a lot of people's relationships need to be improved. A uh, lot of dummies out there. <laughs> Just going to be very honest. There's people dealing with dummies at the holiday season. Uh, no, but for real, we're going to talk about that because uh, relationships, you can't you can not obviously live your life without relationships. And if you're going to go through life and <laughs> deal with uh, like crazy people... Thought. What?
0: Some people can live their life. In that <laughs> they can. I can't. Very introverted
1: people. I can't. I can't. <laughs> you can't do it. I'm talking. He's
0: like, I'll teach you I'm, how to
1: live behind I'm talking about. But I'm not just talking about these kind of relationships. No. I'm talking about any kind.
0: That's why you have I to said. deal with your
1: boss. You got to deal with coworkers. You got to deal with your family. Yeah. You got to deal with your friends. I. You got to deal with your kids. Totally you on
0: the same page, brother. Dead. You do. My statement still stands.
1: <laughs> That's what we probably should have said this, Rick and Lisa, is Dealing with Dummies should have been the title. Dealing That's with why Dummies. why I
0: have a handful of friends. Sh-
1: should be your new, right? new book that comes I'm out. Because I'm always dealing with yelling dummies? about somebody. <laughs> Carolyn is battling anger management as she's doing that courses as we speak. Doing well. I'm very proud of her. Um,
0: I'm taking up boxing soon.
1: And that'll really help, I believe. Exactly. As long I've not at this point paid for her to have kickboxing lessons yet, for fear of my own life, I don't want her to be a trained fighter. Just to be honest with you,
0: um, I want to be a trained fighter.
1: But <laughs> you got to deal. You got to deal with relationships, and many people. You know this because we've talked about it a ton <laughs> behind the scenes. There's so many people uh, that just allow broken relationships to remain in their life they allow bad relationships they literally allow uh toxic relationships and they don't have any desire to fix uh what's going on in their in their life with their with their relationships and so uh we're going to give you five uh things you can do starting now starting today uh to improve any relationship in your life doesn't matter who it's with could be husband and wife relationship Definitely that, Wilson T. said, please amp up volume. Uh, It could be husband and wife relationship, could be a boss relationship, could be co-workers, it could easily be friends, could be family members extended or unsaved family members. Um, It could be even with your children. You know, people don't always have the best relationships with their children. So it could be any relationship, anybody that you have connection with, that you deal with, um, regularly, uh, we're going to give you these five things and it's going to help you. They're all from the word of God. All of these from scripture, uh, that will, and I'll tell you this, it won't just, you know, it'll, it'll even heal relationships. I'll tell you that it can, it can even heal relationships because when you take the initiative to start doing things, you laugh like,
0: <laughs> I'm laughing at Alex.
1: Oh, what do you say? Out his Could wife. be a wife, <laughs> CeCe Chanette uh, <laughs> No, but for real, it's
0: fun when you start talking about relationships. Everyone starts tagging everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, you need to log on. Listen, to L- listen to this, to yeah, this. bum. Um, but it's true. Y- you can you can heal relationships. I mean, it's crazy to me that we believe that God can heal cancer, but He can't heal relationships.
0: Healing works the same across the board for yeah, everything.
1: Absolutely, and so that's
0: why people are so easy to give up on marriages. Mm-hmm. But then they're pressing in for you know. disease or the virus that's happening right now and stuff like that harder than they would for, you know, contesting for their own husband or wife. Absolutely. But healing works the same across the board.
1: Billion said, let me guess, food, back rub, and sincere apology. (laughs) That broadcast's over. (laughs) Thank you, Billion, and thank you everybody for tuning in. That's exactly what it was. Food, back rub, and sincere apology. Which only works on one
0: side for men. (laughs) Does it? Well, I you don't mean, want food, food is back not rub? the way to my heart.
1: You like back rubs. <laughs> and you like apologies? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> food is for you. <clears throat> yeah, I like food. Um, <laughs> enjoy it. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna jump into these. So for all of you that got Christmas boxes, congratulations yeah. to those of you that were able to snag them up before they were gone. And then of course as we had well. a
0: huge liking of them this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, they went quickly. Quickly, they went very one quickly. Week, one um, week, gone. Love you too, Faith. But
0: we'll be back for Easter, so just keep your, is it, nose to the ground, your or ears what is it? to the grindstone. To I
1: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna figure it out.
0: Ear to the a- ground.
1: Aaron, Aaron Stern said, "Food is honestly the I best way to out. apologize. It's honestly the best way. I totally I don't agree." No,
0: not for me. I don't know what the best way is.
1: To Felicia approach. says coffee, foot rub, and chocolates. That's what she's into. Well.
0: <laughs> hey, while well, everyone's sharing, what's your best way yeah, tell everyone's it. doing it?
1: What is your favorite way to receive an apology? Put it in the comments section. I honestly section. don't know. I'd like to know.
0: Or I can't say. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> I know what yours is.
0: What? Don't tell.
1: It's those chocolate covered fruits. Mm-mm. But I like those people. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, <laughs> it's like uh, grades
0: be on the same page, Robert.
1: It's like... Am
0: uh, we kidding? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like uh, Frank Sinatra said one time. They asked him, "Do you?" Th- there was a little boy in school that they, the teacher said, "Johnny, do you have a fairy godmother?" And he said, "No, but I got an uncle. I'm not too sure about." It's <laughs> what think of the chocolate covered fruits. Um, <laughs> Look at that. Flowers, food, pouty lip. Wow.
0: And Tiffany does a certain face. She's ready to move on.
1: Shopping spree. Laura, (laughs) AJ gets her a shopping spree. Look at that. Raina likes the pouty lip and food and flowers. Ava likes sincerity. Breakfast in bed for Velvet. She likes breakfast in bed. Um, A lot of good ones. Let me write that down. Breakfast in
0: bed. That would consist of you waking up before me.
1: Yep, I do every morning to prepare the red carpet for you to your robe. No, I don't do that. Um, (laughs) Hey, Lisa. Uh, So we're gonna give you five. Tried to button that button. It was a bad idea. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Shopping and dinner at Hyatt from Deb Stokes. That's what she likes. Uh, Laura said I don't actually get that It's just what would work well Calling AJ out On the broadcast It's
0: just what we do
1: Unbelievable Look at that Come
0: in with kind words And then little pokes
1: AJ's on a device in another room Fuming Just fuming Um, Yeah Alex said what the A gift in secret pacifies wrath Shit (laughs) That's what I'm talking about Let's get into this before uh, married couples get into trouble on our broadcast. Um, We're going to give you five. And so write them down. Seriously, these are the quickest way to um, (laughs) the button. (laughs) Hit the button. Um, Just just in case you guys don't know this, if we ever have a problem... If there's ever an issue and the, the team just wants to either cut me or if we have a technical issue, we got a little button for you. Throw it up. Just let them know where we're at on the emergency. That's what we've got ready for you guys, just in case.
0: They are prepared. If things come out just in case. that need to be turned off, <laughs> the team's prepared. They
1: know me, they understand. No, but it's for technical difficulties or if I just or your you know, mouth. get crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> quick hit it hit it hit the button um, Tiffany <laughs> Nathan said he's always in trouble um, let's give the let's give these five um,
0: do it Ted do it do it
1: <laughs> you're fired uh, we're gonna we're gonna start Ava said she's dead
0: Ooh, acts of service and encouragement now we're getting into the five. now love we're getting language, into love which languages. we got into this last week
1: on the broadcast. No. It's personally.
0: On our walk.
1: On our walk. <laughs> we were discussing it because it is something to know. Wow. It's not the five love languages you that were, we're dealing with, with today. Us on the walk. No, I, no we are. <laughs> we're not dealing with those today. Those are not the five things. However, no, we did we have. We won't deal with
0: them. I'm just saying uh, it, it is brought up as one of the relationships for,
1: for marriage
0: sure. and dating and moving on in life
1: together. And we definitely did. Um, you know, one of the things that it is good to do is know uh your spouse to know what they appreciate to know which of the love languages they use to show love and then which of the ones they use to feel loved and uh if you've never read that book it's a good book gary chapman five love languages um i thought for a long time it was the gary chapman that was married to amy grant it is not Cause it like bothered me. Cause I was like, what's up with that? They're not even together anymore. Like how's he writing a book on love language?
0: Was his first name,
1: Gary? <laughs> he, he was Gary Chapman, but it's a different Gary Chapman. Oh. Anyway, um, we definitely talked about that at length and it is excellent to know um, for your children, for your spouse, how they receive love and how they show love, very, very important. But these are five different ones that we're gonna cover today and talk about. Um, The first one, by the way, and write these in the comments, if you would help us out, put it in your notes, mark down the scriptures. Um, Number one is very important, by the way, because I see this often and it's one of my biggest pet peeves that I have. I cannot stand when people do this. Can't stand when people do this. Uh, I see this all the time in conversation and it's like, it's one of the biggest turnoffs in conversation ever. And it's this, truly listen and don't just wait to talk. That's huge. Truly listen and don't just wait to talk. Have you ever talked to someone before that you could tell they weren't even listening to really what you were saying? They were just waiting for their turn to say something else again. Yeah, I've been there. I mean, I, I've, I've faced that with people. It's like, you know, you're sitting there. and and you start to realize at that point like they're not even listening to anything i'm saying because they're like they're like chomping at the bit like waiting to say something else it's a horrible way uh to conduct relationship to conduct conversation uh truly listen truly listen don't just wait to talk that destroys interactions it destroys conversations it destroys relationships there, one of the reasons, that's my stupid button, one of, one of the reasons, you know, people, people have said this for years, you know, and I don't think this is the reason, but, you know, people have always used that phrase, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth, should listen twice as much as you talk. I don't think that's With why that he gave accent. you two ears and one mouth, but uh, the Bible does say this. Are you gonna, I think it's
0: because you look funny.
1: It looked very odd. So with one ear,
0: he knew what he was doing.
1: Yeah, but that's <laughs> the difference, Jennifer. Is that yeah? Josh said, "Or they keep cutting you off in the conversation." Exactly right. They're not actually listening. They're just really—they really, really want to just get out what they want to say. They don't really care what you have to say. You cannot establish uh, good relationships, quality relationships, in that way. You have to be somebody, and you have James uh, one. This, this is a part, this is what the word of God teaches. You have to be somebody who is dedicated to listening to what the other person has to say, how they're feeling, what they're dealing with. You have to be gonna a person. I'm going to read
0: James one now. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I'm just cutting you, you cut off. Cutting off you're cutting me off because you're not listening.
1: I understand. you fired. I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, I do want you to read it because this is the basis uh, for this entire thing. James chapter one. Um, Verse 19, I believe, and and are we doing verse 20 as well? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires.
1: You see that? So this is what happens. Raina said, I'm totally guilty. This is what happens to people. You know, they're not, as the Bible commands us to be, quick to listen, slow to speak. Did you ever um did you ever think of the fact that you know many times there are misunderstandings that happen because of the fact you have responded before you didn't even fully understand what was being said or what the situation was whatever that might be and you were quick to respond to something that you didn't even have full context on and it actually caused an even greater problem because now you're, you're responding to something that's not even there. You're responding to something that wasn't even said or done. And it ends up becoming a problem. James writes, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, let every person be quick to hear, quick to listen, slow to speak. You know, um, I'm trying to remember who, I, who it was that I heard say this, maybe Dr. Jordan Peterson. But he said, you know, when you're, when you're interacting with someone, when you're speaking to someone, one of the best principles that you could use when speaking to somebody, assume that that person knows something that you don't know. Assume that that person knows something that you don't know. If you do, if you assume, assume that you can learn something from that person or that there's areas that you need, in, where, in which you need to be enlightened, then it will actually provoke you to listen to them rather than to try to speak over them or try to cut them off or just wait till they're done talking and zone out so that you can speak. Assume that there's something they know you don't know.
0: Well, it, it, you know, when you're so quick, you know, we're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit. So when something said to us that we don't quite understand, even, you know, whether it be listening to something in church, whether it be a conversation you're having with a friend, with your spouse... It is so good to not be quick to be on the offense and answer before because sometimes we have to mull things over. Sometimes the Holy Spirit has to work on us for us to listen and be like, you know what, I've, I've got to see it from that side. I understand what you're saying. There's something I need to do to help change in this relationship because I know a lot of times with married couples, we're always saying the other person needs to change and needs to do things rather than looking at ourselves and being like, what is it that the Lord can help me with? Right. What do I need to deal with to do? Even with friendships, you got two per- different personalities and upbringings with friendships as well. Any, any type of relationship, boss, anything, is that there's a reason the Word of God instructs us to be slow to speak because we're not going to understand everything in that moment. And we have to take time to process it, to listen to the Holy Spirit, so we have the right answer as well.
1: Yeah, that's exactly because right. Because
0: whatever you say, you you're gonna you're the next person that's gonna set the tone in, in the conversation. You're the next person that's gonna set the tone into which direction this is going.
1: It's true. Cynthia said so that's one of my children's favorite scripture. Is that because you quote it to them all the time, Cynthia? Slow to speak.
0: Listen, guys.
1: <clears throat> but it's true, and that's, it should be quoted because. We have, you know, what's an interesting thing to learn about yourself, you know, one of the dangerous things, uh, that happens to every individual on the planet, unless you're extremely introspective is thinking that everything's good with you and everything's wrong with everybody else. That is one of the most dangerous things. And it happens to everybody. If you're not careful, it will become your mindset. Well, I've got it all together. They've got problems. They're the ones that have issues. They need it, and the problem with that is, is that when you fail to recognize the fact that you also have issues that need work, things that need to be dealt with, uh, areas that need to be uh, corrected or addressed. See, when you don't have that, and you're not introspective about your own life, it's a massive problem everybody needs to listen to me, I don't need to listen to them. That's a problem. And so, one of the best things we could do is to recognize, maybe I could learn something. See, and, and you know what that truly is? It's humility. That's what that's what it is. It's humility and meekness. Humility and meekness. And so if and we've dealt with this many times on the broadcast that if we will humble ourselves, what does God do to people that humble themselves? He exalts them, the Bible says. I think we read that scripture yesterday, First Peter five, five, that if we would humble ourselves
0: I was not invited to the broadcast, so yeah, I don't know well, what you read.
1: I was having, you know, I was home a offended day not watching. It's you you stayed home offended because you didn't have an ISO cam, remember? That's right. And you screamed and threw pl- pots and pans and you're like, Get me an ISO cam. Yes I remember. All the yep. pots
0: and pans that are in this office. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that, that's exactly what it is. It's humility, it's meekness to say, I need to understand, I could learn something, I could, and be quick to hear, slow to speak, and God exalts humility, God exalts meekness, inheritance comes to people who are meek, and so I would encourage you, when you're dealing with other people, assume they know things that you just don't know, and that leads us to number two, because number two is extremely important in this way, and that is the ability to empathize.
0: Hey, we all know when you assume.
1: <laughs> I was home offended, Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. If you don't learn how to empathize, and for people that don't know what that is, it's literally just the ability to understand and share the feelings of somebody else. To put yourself...
0: Ship it to me, Aaron. Ship it. <laughs>
1: It's, it's the ability to put yourself in their shoes. Can you put yourself in somebody else's shoes that you're dealing with? If you just have the simple ability to do that one thing, it changes everything about how you respond. You don't just respond from your own anger, from your own, you know, think about this. There may be something that somebody did that's wrong toward you, committed an offense toward you. But the other thing is this, you ask yourself, because, and of course this is a scripture that we will, that we will deal with, but um, you, it would be better, rather than responding immediately or getting upset, ask yourself why would that person do something like that? that that's a question you should ask at the, in the, at the outset. If there's something that goes wrong, something that there's an issue between you and someone else, before you get upset, before you get angry, before you're ready to spew venom, Ask yourself, why would that person do that? Like, what is it that caused them to speak like that to me, to do that? You know what I mean?
0: I'm feeling a conviction right now for mm. all my customer service people I've dealt with this week.
1: <laughs> but it's true. Because, but not
0: really. They're just dumb.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> giving it to the customer service. Um, <laughs> but it's true because here's the thing. Imagine this. Imagine if somebody because here here's what you here's what many people fail to realize what's happening with that person it may not be the very it may not be the the uh governing factor of their life what's happening between them and you might actually just be a reaction right to something of, they're dealing to something with they're dealing through. with so you know if i that's why I never and, and you know you can be discerning about this but you go to a restaurant. You deal with, with somebody. You might have a waitress that's having a bad day, you know. And you're like, well, I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna tip her for that kind of service. I don't ever judge that. I just do what I should. And I'll tell you why, is because, who knows? What if it's a single mother, that has just found out that her that her ex husband refuses to pay any more child support, he's gone missing. Now, not only does she have to, have to raise her children by herself, but now she has to do it without any financial support from the ex who's gone missing. And, can, and so now she had, she's in a, it's a devastating day for her. And then she, obviously her mind is on other things. And now she's having to still work because you can't just take off work when you're the single parent. The only one who earns the income for the home. So now she's dealing with you and your table and she forgets things, She's her mind is elsewhere and then you are going to be, well, I'm not tipping her because, well, for that kind of service. What if now you're gonna remove income from that woman who's already been dealt a blow that day? You see what I mean? So I'm just giving you an analogy where it could easily be the problem you're facing with somebody even in a temporary relationship is not, has nothing to do with the fact that they're inefficient or they're, they, you know, no, it could be because they're having that kind of a day. We we've done that. You remember one time we were in a restaurant we'd seen on diners, drive-ins and dives. And it was in Alabama. It was a great seafood place that we found. And we went in to eat food was awesome, but you got this feeling in your spirit, like this massive table behind us did not tip their waitress. And it was a big table and there was a lot of food. It was probably like nine people, right?
0: Yeah, something like that. It was a party.
1: And like, you know, she didn't even know what was going on. Carolyn didn't. But she had a feeling, a leading in her spirit. You That's know, why
0: it's good to, to be an observant person. That's a, there's another reason why the Lord has told us to not talk so much. It's good to understand. Because if you are always talking, you'll never hear the Holy Spirit's voice. Because yeah. that's all you hear. If you're always talking, you're not going to hear God speaking to you. If you're always yapping and you're not listening. Let Him talk. Let Him talk. Let let the Holy Spirit guide you. How can you be guided if you're always, you know, the one chatting away? And so that's how I've always looked at it, is that, you know, it's good to be someone who's quiet and observant. It doesn't mean you don't know things. It means you're a good listener. That's right. And when you're a good listener, I mean, right? everyone's who's watching, everybody wants someone in their life that's a good listener. Friends, husband, you know, people you're around, people you work with. Being a good listener is a helpful thing in a relationship. And when you have the Holy Spirit, it's a relationship that you have with the Lord. It, it's, a, it's an actual relationship like you have here on the earth. That, and those are things we're supposed to mirror in our own natural walk with the Lord, is the relationship how we have with the Lord. So if I wasn't paying attention and I'm busy and I'm uh, very self-centered, these are things you wouldn't notice. It also just happened when we were in, um, uh, where were we at? Northern Virginia. We were driving home from Upward. Remember with the cheesecake Mm -hmm. and that couple behind us. And I was like, I don't know, something doesn't feel right about it. But they, of course, they had you know their. Louis Vuitton bag, oh no, it was a Gucci bag and stuff like that, but I still didn't feel like something was right. And then I just asked the lady, I said, listen, you don't have to tell me details, but I just have one question for you. Did they tip you well? And when you have a waitress that pauses and hums and haws about, like, oh, um, well, it's okay, I was like, no, it's not okay and then you have the ability to take care of that person because that right there put a Debbie Downer on her night. Right. And that's not right. Well,
1: even worse with the, the one I'm talking about because it was a massive table, yeah, the huge seafood bill. Yeah, restaurant. And, and you got the same feeling in your spirit. The same,
0: and no reason not to. Like they didn't, they weren't outwardly like mean to her or anything. No. Where it catches your attention.
1: Right, you just felt in your spirit, but it's a combination of the both. So number one, Uh, being able to recognize things or listen, not speak, not be out of the picture. You're not zoned out. You're actually listening. But at the same time, you can sense when that stuff's happening. But number two, being able to empathize with where that person is uh, in that moment. I mean, you wait, you waitressed for a while Mm -hmm. and you understand what you, you understand what those things are like. And literally Carolyn said, you know what? Don't even worry about it. We're going to tip you not only for our meal, but for that whole table, whatever their bill was, we're going to tip you on that as well. But understand if you just get upset, well, I don't know. I don't know why my service has been so bad. Maybe she's in the back crying because a table that had nine people refused to tip and walked out, paid the bill with no tip on it. And it was like a $250 bill. You see what I mean? And so don't assume that everything that's going on against you is because of you.
0: And personal. Right. Like everyone's Take you it know, personally. It's so personal. They're out to get me.
1: Right. Maybe don't assume that, but empathize. Maybe ask yourself the question, why are they reacting like that? You know, where do they come from? You know, what's the culture of their life? Where did they grow up? You know, did I say something that may have provoked them or made them feel inferior or made them feel insecure? Or maybe, maybe I didn't even know I did and I said something. You know, examine yourself. You know, that's why I love what Jesus said. You know, he said, there's people, he said, you're trying to take the log out of somebody else's eye and you, or excuse me, you're trying to take the speck out of somebody else's eye and you're ignoring the log that's in your own eye, trying to fix every tiny little thing with somebody else. And you're ignoring, uh, the big, the big things with you. We're going to get to Proverbs 15. Don't worry. But, um, I wanted to get to Colossians chapter 3 first because I wanted to read this passage. Uh, listen to this. Make this is Colossians 3:13. Colossians 3:13. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Think about that phrase at the beginning. Are you doing that? Make allowance for each other's faults. Other people are going to have faults. (laughs) You can't hold everybody to a perfection standard. It's not gonna happen. People, even Christians, even spirit-filled Christians, believe it or not, are going to have faults. Are you a person who's willing to make room for one another's faults? Or are you gonna call every single person out on every wrong thing they do? can't believe you talk like that. You'd say that to me. I keep it. Are you going to be that person or are you going to do what the Bible says and make allowance? You know, it's, it's like, um, it's like when you're budgeting money, it's like uh, financial planners will tell you to have an emergency fund because you know, things will happen that you'll need, uh, cash immediately. So what do you do? You put a buffer between you and whatever may happen in life. Do the same with your relationships, budget in other people's faults into your nerves, (laughs) budget it into your nerves, budget it into your temper, budget it into your words. It's gonna happen, it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen.
0: And it's not like you don't have anything that has to change. So, I mean, you know, if you're always looking on the uh, the the other person, then you're feeling like, well, I'm superior and I'm perfect. Because it's like they always have to be the one to change. They always need the one that needs prayer. They're always the one that. And it's like, no, that's what the one thing I've learned in a marriage relationship that I did not know before. I always felt like I had to. Pray for you. You know what I mean? Like Ted needs to change. Lord, speak to him in this area. Speak to him in this area.
1: And she realized, though, that I'm pretty much perfect. No. (laughs) 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 But what did you do instead?
0: (laughs) I listened. And the Holy Spirit was like, listen, there's things in your personality and the way things that maybe you've learned growing up. That's not okay. That's not in my word that you need to know you need to be like. And yes, the Holy Spirit, I'll work on him for things and let the Holy Spirit deal with him.
1: Talking about me, right? Yes, because
0: you're my husband. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there's things that you need to work on as well. And then, you know, it's not always easy to hear that. Everyone thinks themselves are perfect because you're always saying, I'm going to pray for you. You need to change. But realize when that happened, that made our relationship, I feel like, even go higher to a better level of understanding. And so you have to be like that. You have to make everyone, whether it be your friend, whether it be someone you're engaged to, whether it be someone you're married to, we all grew up differently and you're meeting later in life when you're older. Mm -hmm. So things are going to have to be allowed. You're going to have to have wiggle room for stuff for people to work things out.
1: And I do love that. Um, I want you to put it in the comments today. Budget in other people's faults. Just budget it in. Budget it into your (laughs) piece.
0: Most of my budget is for other people's (laughs)
1: faults. most of my budget is for other people's faults. Put it in the comments. Budget in other people's faults. I budget
0: so far, and then you're out. I'm just kidding. (laughs)
1: it's true because if you're on edge if you're just like one person one mistake i'm gonna bite their I head know, right? don't do that Oof. don't be that person everybody's walking on eggshells around you because you're going to explode at the first sign of a an issue don't I be that hate person that
0: feeling i do too that whole eggshell feeling hate it out i'm out i gotta
1: go budget in other people's faults do it because i'm telling you they'll be there colossians tells us they'll be there make allowance for each other's faults do it it's a command from scripture it it does not only does it help protect you against disappointment uh mckenzie which is a good point as well but it also protects you from permanently destroying a relationship permanently burning a bridge because let me tell you there are things you can do and permanently burn bridges yeah. where, where it'll you'll just Never be on speaking terms with that person again because of one blow up over something that really could have been handled easily, but was, was, it it really was botched. And the, just both sides blew up and the, the bridge is burnt. It's done. And they're not, you're not, they're not speaking to you anymore. They don't even come around anymore. The bridge is burnt because there wasn't room. You didn't, you weren't able to empathize or ask yourself, why is this happening? Why is this going the way it's going? Is there something? Here's a, here's a humble question. Is there something I can change in order? Do you know you know it's a hard thing for people to learn? You don't always have to win the conversation.
0: Hear that, Maddie?
1: You don't always have to win the conversation.
0: Just making sure my daughter's listening back there.
1: But it's true. You Not know that she
0: does with me with her siblings. <laughs>
1: No, exactly. But you don't always have to be right. And that's, you know, that's, that's an environment. That's something that, you know, people have to deal with.
0: You work on every day. Don't I you? work on it every day, every day,
1: every, every day. day, because I am right, but I don't want to have to say that I'm right. You no. want
0: other people to catch up and realize it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Right? Give them space and time. It'll happen. No, it's true. You do have to Recognize, I don't have to be right. Do you know you can just be silent when something's said? I know that's a novel idea in 2020. You mean somebody can say something to me and I don't have to respond to it? Yes, you don't have to respond. Do you know, you can see a Facebook post going by that you heartily disagree with and you don't even have to comment. What a thought. Imagine it. I mean, imagine it. Somebody was talking the other day was was like, yeah, you don't have to respond at all.
0: Well, because they were asking me, like, what do I say?
1: But it wasn't She's written like, to them. like, you know
0: more scripture than me, and I, can you? I, this is what I believe, but can you help me? And I, I wrote back first. I said, first, was this sent directly to you or addressed to you, or is this just a post on their page? Come to find out, it was just a post, and I was like. Scroll away. Yeah, why? It, you. There's no reason.
1: Why? There's no reason. It's like, why do you feel like you need to respond? See, that is, and especially with now. But, that not, but
0: I used to be like that when I was younger. I used to feel like everything had to have a response to it. And then I realized that's just too time consuming and tiring. And tiring and.
1: You, we're not created to fix the whole world. You
0: waste your time. You end up being as foolish as them. hmm You you lose your wisdom. You have no authority to speak into their life when you you do that. Well, the Bible says if you answer
1: a fool in his foolishness, you'll become as foolish as he is. And you end
0: up ruining a relationship and a friendship to ever ever have the possibility of change or growing or learning anything from it.
1: Well, think about this, too. Like, social media has made it very easy (laughs) to, like, address everyone and anyone whenever you want.
0: It's easy to hide behind a computer screen. And
1: comment on anything they've ever put out or whatever it might be. Uh, for sure. It's made it easy, but it doesn't mean we should, you know, that's the thing. It doesn't mean we have to sometimes, I mean, not sometimes like 99% of the time, it's the best to just keep scrolling, literally just keep scrolling, keep on moving because it's not worth the engagement. It's not worth 45 minutes of going down the comment section and keep going back and forth and back and forth. It's not, it's just not worth it. In fact, uh, blocking is some of the best thing you can do. Buddy, hey, but
0: 2020 has tested me like no other year to keep scrolling and not responding. And I am so proud of myself. I'm getting ready to go into 2021 and I haven't laid anyone out yet.
1: <laughs> You've done very well. And when I buy you these boxing classes, people better look out in 2021. Yes. Kickboxing.
0: I, I want boxing classes.
1: I know you do. I'm just being very careful. Whether with my it be at life. home
0: or somewhere. But there there can be no mask requirement. They can come to the house if they want. But I'm not I'm not dealing with that garbage. So (laughs) just make sure you ask these questions up front before you get my gift card. there. Number
1: three, (sighs) Uh, dad said blocked. (laughs) Number three, and this is what uh, who was it earlier? Just asking about this is found in Proverbs. But it's this answer gently. Answer gently. One of the best things you can do as a believer, and of, of course we'll read the, the passage, one of the best things you can do as a believer is even when people come at you hard, answer gently. Do you have it? Read, read the passage. I, I love it, it.
0: But I'll get it for you. You don't have oh, it on you that? want me there? A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger.
1: I like that. What does it what does it say in the new living? That's I don't, the ESV. What I do you don't have in the new living? I
0: was going to it. A
1: soft answer turns away wrath, deflects wrath. I you know how many times I've used this to my own advantage? It's unbelievable how well this works. I mean like it's mind blowing. It really is. It's it's like the god knows every negotiation tactic. It's unbelievable how quickly this works. What does the NLT say? A
0: gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers
1: flare. Make tempers flare. (laughs) Laura said, AJ's the best at this. You know, answering gently.
0: What, making tempers flare? Or gentle
1: word?
0: Answering gently.
1: It's really amazing. A soft answer, a gentle answer turns away. Do you know how quickly many people can be diffused They can be diffused so quickly. There's people that are looking for a fight, literally. But if you'll, I've I've watched this happen so many times dealing with people in church, whatever, is people will come at you all hard or whatever. And what you don't realize is they're actually dealing with something else. They're actually upset at someone else and uh, whatever. I might even start with a compliment.
0: I I do this all the time when I'm out. out in public.
1: You do do it all the time. I do
0: do it all the time because just with the way society is and especially Carolyn this year. people. Huh?
1: You melt people with the compliments
0: because they're
1: already like attitudinal. Like people who already work,
0: <laughs> cashiers, you know anyone and anyone out in the industry they already come at you especially certain types of places and whatever but they already come at you so like ready to pounce on you or they already have this idea of what I'm gonna have a personality of based yeah. on the job profession and I always am like "Oh, I really like your nails that's pretty and then all of a sudden their whole demeanor changes by one compliment
1: but and not because I you're disingenuous talking. you really do like oh yeah I mean? no
0: I wouldn't say I'd pick something else on them that right. I like
1: you do that's, that's the only caveat <laughs> I do <is> <laughs> you do have to be genuine I, I'm genuinely saying say something
0: I like compliment their hair. Or I'll just say, hey, how's your day been going? Mm-hmm. Has it been busy for you? And then I just start a conversation and like their guard completely goes down. Yep. They're nice to you. I mean, just this morning, just by my snack basket for UPS, That's right. saved me from going to UPS. I, I, he was getting ready to leave. He dropped off boxes took the snacks and drinks that I had laid out from the thank you note, and then it dawned on me that I had stuff by my door that I was gonna have to run to UPS later, and so I just ran out and I was like, excuse me, excuse me, do you guys happen to take packages um, that already have a label, or do I need to go to the store to drop it off? And he, he came back around and he goes, you know what, usually we don't do that. He's like, but for you, he's like, you can start leaving your stuff outside your door and just leave a note and I'll be happy to take it. And then he took what I, what I had today. Yeah,
1: in all fairness, he did like take three quarters of the entire snack basket. I don't yesterday. care.
0: You can take whatever you want. I don't have to put a mask on. And I don't have you know, to when you're walking wine, away and, away, and I don't like, have to go to UPS.
1: When you're walking away from our porch like this, when you're making multiple but trips. But that's
0: why I left them there. No, I know, I'm just kidding. That's the whole point. I that don't. was my kindness. That was my that act was of, nice that of you. kindness. But because of that, I don't have to go to UPS you later. Up.
1: That's one of the things I've seen. I've seen her do it. I do it. You can diffuse it. If I come up on, and it's actually now become like a challenge with me. Like literally it's become a challenge. I like, you know, people know this about me. If you hang around me, I actually enjoy awkward and tense situations. I enjoy them. I like exploiting them. I like seeing them happen. I like watching them happen. I know it's Much a to space. others' I chagrin. Looking at her face. No, but I do. I, I really like to exploit. I like it when things go, you know, sideways. I like to watch people's reactions. I love it. I actually love it. Um, but one of the things that I've kind of almost made as a challenge now is, like, if I encounter somebody that I can tell is, like, you know, off the charts, they're angry or they're, they, maybe they just finished with a client that ticked them off that just totally, whatever it might be. My, my goal now is to turn this dude's day around, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, I like, I'll make, I'll make people laugh. I'll, I'll totally change their countenance and watch how you can be, uh, a catalyst of joy, a catalyst of peace, a catalyst of love, just by what you say and what you do and being Uh, mindful, you know, empathetic as we said before, but a gentle answer. You could see, you know, if you saw, for example, this would be a very obvious example, but if you see somebody that was a jerk that just finished dealing with the person at the counter and the person's already mad because the person was an idiot, like a total idiot and you come up and now they're already their guard. Well, yeah, what, 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 what do you want? What can I do for you? Whatever it might be. You can be that person like, oh, that's a nice tone to take with a customer. Like, I can't stand those kinds of people, by the way. But like, you have the right to do that because that's supposed to be customer service. You walk up yeah, what do you want? What can I do for you? You know, it's like with an attitude and everything. Cause you just got done dealing with a moron, um, you know? And then you come up and totally flip the whole thing Because you've got a gentle answer, turns away wrath, you're complimentary, you're loving, you're peaceful, you're joyful, you know, whatever that might be. You know, you can tell when people aren't even dealt with properly. I was just pulling in the gate yesterday, dealing with one of our our security guys uh, that that handles the the guard gate. And you can tell that people just disregard those guys and they're great guys. And I stopped and I started talking to uh, the captain of the guard who I love this guy And, uh, you know what, he came out of the booth and, uh, stood next to the car and literally let cars wait behind me for like, you know, I just sat there and had a conversation with him, uh, because I really, I like him genuinely like to talk to him and you could tell it like changed his whole morning because of the fact, uh, he's like, you know what people don't stop and talk to me. People just kind of like, they want in right now. They want to hurry up, get me. I'm trying to get back, whatever it might be. But like, you could tell it changed his entire day or his entire morning, just taking the time to engage him. How are things going with you? How was your Thanksgiving? How's your family doing? You know, are you, are you gearing up for a good Christmas? How was your, how was your dinner with the family and all that? And opened him completely up, you know, be, changed his whole day. And no matter how people, no matter where others remember this, no matter where others are, you have a great ability to. You may not have an infinite ability, but you've got a great large ability to make that change in that person's life or day. I understand that there are people that have real stuff going on. You can't change it with a conversation. You're not gonna be able to change it with a word whatever, but you can definitely sow peace, sow joy, sow love into somebody's life by reject, deflect those feelings of I'm offended at how you talk to me. I mean, that's not a big deal. I mean, how small are we that we have to be offended at every single thing? How prideful are you? well, I don't, I don't, I'm not talked to like that. I don't get talked. How small are we that we have to respond like that? Deflect all that, cut through to the, to the heart of the person, and flip that thing. Flip it with a gentle answer. Flip it with love, joy, and peace. Flip it with a peaceful attitude. You see what I mean? And watch as a gentle answer turns away wrath. Look, Turn, changes the whole day. Look
0: what it says in Proverbs fourteen twenty nine. People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. It's very good. So that's just what it is. A, a a person with understanding can control themselves. One of the fruit of the spirit, self control, and change the atmosphere that's going on around them. That's exactly if right. If not, you just become a fool, pretty much. I mean, read. I love Proverbs. Yeah. everyone should read it daily. I say it all the time.
1: One everyone should
0: read it daily because you would be less stupid. A proverb
1: a day keeps the dummies away. See? That's how I say it. Yeah, um, true. <laughs> number four and I think this is a huge one. Um, always seek this is, this is number four if you're writing it down. Always seek to provide more value in the relationship than the other person. Always, and that's a servanthood mentality. That's a servanthood mentality. If you will always seek to be the the value provider in a relationship, it will ensure that your relationships prosper. Let me let me say that again because, and we'll break down what this means. If you will always seek to be the value provider, the majority value provider in any relationship. Your relationships will prosper. They'll just prosper. You know why? You're sowing value into those relationships. You know, it actually blew my mind. Uh, I never really started thinking of it this way until I listened to a guy that's not even a Christian. He's just a businessman. He's just a marketing guru. And he was talking about that fact. As a sinner, as a guy that does not follow the word of God or know Christ as Savior... And he, and he said, in his own life, now think about the fact that a sinner came up with this and has benefited from it. In his own life, he has come up with something called the 5149 principle or rule, 5149. And his goal is that in any interaction he has, in any relationship that he has, he seeks to provide 51% of of the value in any relationship. He always wants to give more than he takes. Make that your goal. I, In fact, write it in the comments. I should always give more than I take. I should always give more than I take. It's the, it's the rule of providing value in any relationship. That's why when Carolyn uh, was doing podcasts on marriage, you've heard her say it before, People say marriage is 50-50, but in reality, we look at it as 100-100 because you're both giving everything you can. If you'll have a marriage like that, if you'll have relationships like that where you're giving everything you've got uh, to that relationship and not being stingy or holding back or expecting people to serve you all the time and do what you want, do what you need, you'll see your relationships prosper.
0: How can you have a bad one in any relationship, whether it be marriage or friendship, when you're always trying to like outdo the person? Mm-hmm. Because then you're doing something great, and then they're trying to do something great. Yep. It's just back and forth, back and forth. There's each no other. room for fights, and there's no room for offense, and there's no room for any of the stuff, the strife, the you know, the the chaos that that stuff brings when you're always trying to have the more of a competition relationship rather than the giving relationship.
1: You're trying to outserve the other Mm -hmm. is really what you're doing. You know, it's funny because like, you know, Carolyn and I uh, have always had a desire um, to to be generous. We want to be generous. And because of that, you know, we'll, a lot of times we're, we're with uh, pastors or we may go be, we may be holding a meeting at a church or whatever it might be. And we've had how many pastors have told us like because we'll if we're out to eat or whatever it might be we'll always make a hardcore attempt to pay for that meal no matter where we are how many pastors Which have is we had sad
0: that we hear this
1: yeah but they'll say it to us many pastors
0: actually the majority yeah of the you're the first oppressed.
1: traveling ministers that have ever picked up a check at a restaurant ever we've had so many pastors tell us that that's a sad thing yes. That we've got people that have no desire to serve the other, no desire to bless the other, and,
0: and to honor
1: and honor and, and yep. to
0: honor their position of what of who and what they're doing for the kingdom and what God's called them. That you sit there to be like, you should be taking care of me and you should be honoring me, and that's like absolutely not. I'm going to flip the tables here, flipping yeah. the coin.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's. One of the things that blows my mind is they say like, well, no one's ever done that.
0: And you'll never be wrong being the generous person. Right.
1: Yeah. You can never be wrong. You'll
0: never be wrong. That always puts you in the right, no matter what. So you never have to wonder being generous always puts you on the right.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing too. It's like when you because we hang with generous people, it's now like first couple of times we got it over on them. But now there ends up being like a fight for the bill. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's trying to trick the other one and to get it first, or people will drive to get to the restaurant first and find the waitress and give their card first. And it's actually spawned like a generosity competition where amongst us and our friends, minister friends, trying to bless the other, to out-bless the other. And it's like, I've seen Carolyn almost getting fist fights over it. It's insane. Good thing she didn't have boxing training. I'm just telling you. But no, seriously, I I mean that like, it's like, no, we're going to get it. No, we're going to get it. I've seen yanking and pulling on the bill at the table.
0: I was going to say hair. I was like, I have
1: not done that. Not yet. (laughs) Uh, But seriously, it's like, I've watched people. I've gone. (laughs) I've literally followed the waitress and then taken the person's card back from our table and given them our card. Uh, I mean, like. It's a game. It's, it's game. It is, but you know what it is? And it's, when you're
0: a competitive person.
1: It's out serving the other. It's really you fun. want to be the one blessing the other. And that's the key. I mean, we're talking about uh, this fact of providing more value. This is number four. Providing more value in a relationship than the other person.
0: And remember, this out is honoring. not just about marriage.
1: No, no, no. Any you know, friend, we have coworker, coworker, a lot of boss, people. This children. This
0: is relationship with another person.
1: Any relationship could be your coworkers, your boss, your friends, your extended family, your husband or wife, could be your parents, could be your children, could be whoever. The key becomes providing that value. I want to provide value in those relationships. Question that was asked a moment ago, how do you deal with narcissistic family members? Um, And it's, it's, it's pretty interesting because you have, you have people that really think that they are it, that they're they're it. That we've got self-important people. My my, my way of dealing with that is that I don't feed it. I don't feed into it. I don't I don't uh, react to them like they're the best thing since sliced bread. You know I don't I don't feed narcissism. I starve it. So the key being, if you have
0: That goes along with us not answering everyone back. Right. Because those are the type of people that are just looking for an answer and don't care to change.
1: Right. Well, and the key the Live off arguing. It's hard because really, if you think about it, it's pride is really what it is. It's hardcore pride. And And that's what makes people that way. And obviously, it's on a rise around the world because pride is continually increasing because wickedness is increasing around the world. And so you don't feed it. You don't, you don't play into their self-importance. You know, I make a point, by the way, not to compliment those types of people. I make, I make a point because that's feeding into their narcissism. If, because, see, that's, that's, a, that's a prideful thing. And you can spot pride a mile away. That, that is, that's pride a mile away. You can see it. And I make sure I don't participate in it because pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. You know, if you, if you have a good relationship with that family member, uh, one of the things that you may want to consider, doing this, by the way, with a gentle spirit, with love, with pure care for that person, is I would, you know, if you feel like it's to their own detriment, pull them aside, speak to them privately, not in front of other people, not, you know, don't call them out, whatever it might be, but literally maybe speak to them privately in love with gentleness and respect. Hey, I've been noticing this. I mean, you know, I, I just feel like this has been going on and I don't want to see you destroyed and I, you know, whatever it might be, but don't feed into it. Definitely don't feed into it. And I make a point. If I see it, I don't compliment it. I don't reward it. You know, I, I, I stay far away. I actually, So for example, if there's a narcissistic action taken, whether it's comments, uh, how people treat other people, not only do I not reward it many times, it would be, it's good to call it out to make it known, shine a spotlight on it. Uh, you know, if, if, if narcissistic actions are being taken in your presence, call it out, you know, don't allow that stuff to just go on because it is damaging to other people. Those attitudes are damaging to other people. So don't feed it, call it out in love, gentleness, and maybe even if it's a family member that would listen to you, speak to them privately and say, hey, I've just been noticing this. I've been, I've been seeing that you've been drifting in this direction and I, I know what the Bible says about it. And it's, You might be dealing with somebody that's not a Christian so they don't care what the Bible says about it. So you may have to come at it from more of a, a philosophical standpoint, but it needs to be dealt with because it, pride does go before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Excellent question. Um, We have, uh, for number four, uh, Matthew. Jesus said this. Matthew chapter 23. I'm gonna deal with uh, verses 11 and 12. Listen to this. Jesus said this to his disciples. The greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted you see that whoever humbles himself will be exalted whoever exalts himself will be brought low will be humbled and the greatest among you will be your servant that's why this principle is so big that's uh, Matthew 23 11 and 12 this principle is so big because understand it brings promotion to your life you see what Jesus is saying if you want to be great in the kingdom become a servant because those who are servants will become the greatest of all. And so it's a seed you're sowing into your own promotion just by being a servant of others. Not too proud. People should be serving me. No, be a servant of others and God will bless you for it. What does the NLT say, by the way, of Uh... 11 and 12?
0: The greatest among you must be a servant, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to let you deal with number five because
0: I added to this... Amos three yeah, three because I always with... think that when people have, you know, problems in relationships. But number five, we're doing sever toxic relationships
1: because sometimes you can't fix it.
0: Yeah, and there's no point in bringing yourself down for another person. I mean, God has a, a plan for your life. God has a specific path for you. And not everybody is invited on that path because right. everyone feels like sometimes they have to be the, um, the fixer of the relationship. And then they're actually going to get out of their calling that God has for them because they're going to waste their time and years and money and uh, emotions because of a a relationship that they might not even think is toxic. Sometimes it's, you know, a big red flag but sometimes people are so in the middle of it they're blinded by whatever, uh, long-standing friendship or love that they don't see it as toxic but other people do but if you go to Amos 3.3 3, it says can two people walk together without agreeing on the same direction? Right. And so a lot of times in toxic relationships somebody's gonna give. Mm-hmm. You've got a direction that God's called you to go and that person's not called so now you have a fork in the road. Yep. Are you gonna get off of what God has for you and where He's taking you and where He wants you to go and the levels He's called you to? Because that's what's going to happen because that person isn't going to be able to go with you no matter how much you try. It's going to slow you down. God's going to move on to somebody else and ask them to do stuff because you're getting caught up in in whatever mess that they are keeping you in. And so it's important to sever the toxic relationships in your life. And it don't have to be... um, as bad as a lot of people are thinking, you know what I mean? They'll be like, well, that person's a drug addict in my life. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Yeah. It's simple stuff. It too. could be stuff
1: just as, as simple as somebody mocks your church or the way you believe in God. You yeah, know, it doesn't Sarah have to mocking, be some big
0: drastic Oh,
1: What are you one of those? T- you still talking? You go to that church where you guys talk in tongues and you guys talk gibberish over there. And you guys fall out. What kind of relationship do I have with a person like that? Because None. you
0: always have to think there's gonna be a time where someone's gonna get and more than likely you're not gonna be the strong one and then you're gonna be the one that's out of compromise you're gonna be the one compromising you're gonna say well you know what maybe that church isn't for me maybe that, that's not for me maybe truly that's not what the Bible says about healing or prosperity or giving or you know any of the the topics like that then you're gonna be the one that gives and goes
1: to a lower level. Bad company corrupts good and character. And not bringing them up. So that, that's the bottom line. Bad company corrupts good character. Do you know what the most important thing is? That people be saved and end up in heaven. But even with that, Jesus told the disciples, if you go to a place and you start ministering to people and preaching and everything, and they won't receive the gospel message, he, you know what he told them? He said, shake the dust off of your feet and go somewhere else. He didn't say stay there for 30 years and try to bang the message into their heads. He said, shake the dust off of your feet, remove your blessing and go somewhere else. That can still be done today. And if it's that important with just the gospel message, which is the most important thing there is, making sure someone gets to heaven, then absolutely, if you want peace in your home, peace with your family, peace with your kids, If you've got somebody that refuses to make the changes to follow after God and just continually brings drama and problems and issues, there is nothing wrong with severing that relationship. It's the healthiest thing that you can do.
0: It's just like when Jesus came to the earth, if he got off the path that his heavenly father had for him, to learn what he had to learn when he was learning it, to to raise up and what he had to do, to to operate and what he operated in, to get to the cross, to die for us so we can have the power and do the things greater that he said and get into heaven. If he did that like he said and just hung around these towns and pushed his way and yep. pushed his way, he never would have gotten to the end result of what is so powerful and marvelous now that that we're doing in life right and so you have to just move on let things go and move on I like
1: how Kelly said it follow the peace put that in the comments just like Kelly said follow the peace if there's not peace why are you staying in those relationships I'm not talking about if you're married to somebody and you're having peace issues divorce them I'm not saying that I'm talking about friendships people that are around you that you've given access to your life. If there's no peace. And
0: I know it's hard. I know that there's parents that have had, have to sever things with kids as they've gotten older and become adult kids. I'm not saying like during the young ages when you're teaching them, I'm severing away from my 10 year old. I've had enough of her attitude. I mean like when they're adults, there comes the time. Okay. People, or anyone, anyone that you're dealing with. You've got aunts and uncles, you've got grandparents, you you know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's, it's time and and You might have a toxic relationship with a parent. So don't get confused with severing a relationship because you're keeping the toxic out and not honoring them anymore. Right. Because you still have you to do honoring. what the Word of God says to have a long and prosperous life. Right. So if you are children, older children, adult children, that have a toxic relationship with a parent, it doesn't mean you stop honoring them. It doesn't mean you stop loving them because then you're working against the benefits of life for you than what the Word of God says. Right. You still honor them, but you don't have to keep yourself in that environment anymore to have that toxic
1: relationship. Right. And Mackenzie asked the question. people will
0: think that. Yeah. People have a hard time disconnecting from a family member, even though it's toxic. You can still love they them. feel you can like, still like they have Just to disconnect. be in that relationship because of love or that they're related well, by the, blood. Here's the problem. And that's not the case.
1: Here, here's the problem is that people, uh, they think loyalty to a long time relationship is the reason they have to stay in that relationship. Well, I've known him since high school. I've known him since grade school. That doesn't mean anything. Because it's not, any relationship is reciprocal. And if all they do is bring damaging elements and you're bringing the building up elements, they don't care, either consciously or subconsciously, they don't care about that relationship. And so you're not in a true relationship anyway. So stop hanging with somebody just because you've been around them since grade school or high school. That's not a reason Loyalty like that is not a reason to keep a damaging, toxic relationship around. And
0: Rainer wrote, how do I honor my mom when she's so evil?
1: You speak well of her, you pray for her, you bless her, you give her gifts.
0: You're not doing it because she's putting a roof over your head or she's putting food on the table for you or she's sending you Christmas presents. That's not how it works when it comes to a mother and father relationship. Right. We're not talking about friends, you can you can cut them off and you don't have to talk to friends anymore. We're talking about a relationship where they're your mother and your father. Yeah. You continue to do what the Word of God says yep. regardless of what they do. Exactly. They could be a, a drug addict in an alley that's you know out of their mind the majority of their life. That doesn't mean you stop doing your part in honoring them.
1: And Mackenzie asks, why do you think Jesus didn't cut Judas off or remove him from his ministry or uh, cut him out of his ministry? The reason Jesus didn't, Mackenzie, is because Judas had to remain in Jesus' ministry to fulfill Bible prophecy. There are things Judas did that he had to be around to do. For example, sell Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, things like that. There were things that Judas was there to do to to accomplish and fulfill Bible prophecy or messianic prophecy. And so uh, if Jesus, and I'm sure Jesus knew what was going on, he was no dummy and he had discernment, but he didn't because those things had to be fulfilled. You know, if any Bible prophecy is not fulfilled, it becomes false prophecy. And the Bible cannot be filled with false prophecy it's it is God's knowledge of the future. And so he remained to fulfill Bible prophecy. And so you, you have to realize that. Uh, we are not fulfilling Bible prophecy with our relationships. So, you know, there might be a Judas in your life. You don't have to keep him around. There's no prophecies about you that you need your Judas in your life. You don't need Judas. I need my Judas. <laughs> ah, you need to write a book <laughs> called Hanging your Judas.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm pretty good at that one.
1: (laughs) But it's true. You don't need a Judas. I don't need a Judas. You know, for all these people that get on, preach these messages like, I need some haters. I need my Judas. Like, you don't need a Judas. You don't need anybody bringing destruction to your life. You don't need anybody bringing drama to your life. You know, you need peace. You need joy. You need love. And so... You
0: need that struggle so you can understand You don't have that struggle in your life, Brother Ted. You ain't going to understand the Bible.
1: (laughs) Can't get with it. Can't get with preaching I just saw
0: someone post that the other day, but I did not respond.
1: Praise God. I didn't didn't respond, but they posted this whole thing
0: about how, you know, you just keep learning, and there's so much stuff through struggling Mm. and things you have to go through in order to Mm. come out.
1: Amen. stronger
0: on the other side. Yes. If there's a mistake. <clears throat> Norman said, learn from it. Be it really smart. hurts though, Don't be Ted, foolish.
1: when you're trying to do your best, according to your love, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in a relationship, such as a marriage and people literally abuse you, I guess things like that were never meant to be and divorces happen. Well, of course there are things that, you know, the decisions you make do carry consequences. There's no question about that. Uh, there's people that were not led by the spirit before they got married. They didn't listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. They made bad decisions. Initially, you have to move forward and do your best to make the best decisions possible after your knowledge of Christ, after you've made bad ones in the past. But there are harvests that come back from seeds of bad decisions. Uh, Now, if you're talking about abuse, if there's physical abuse we don't tell people to stick around for physical abuse or, you know, things get dangerous and we're not advising people to do that. Obviously you've got to protect yourself, your children, your whatever. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about the fact that if you have relationship with people that, uh, that's why I said, it's not just about marriage because marriage is a much different relationship than any other relationship because it's a covenant that God set up between two people and you need to do everything possible to save it and to believe God for your spouse to be saved and um, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit. And so you pray for them, you serve them, show love, whatever it might be, and uh, sow those seeds and believe God, just like Smith Wigglesworth's wife did before he was saved. And God'll, God will uh, honor your faith. But uh, obviously we're not telling anybody to stay around for abuse. Dell on Periscope says, if there is a God, how come he made me an atheist? Well, it's actually impossible to be an atheist. You can't truthfully deny the existence of something you can't prove doesn't exist. So at best, Dell, you're an agnostic that leans toward atheism, but that's because of your own misunderstanding. In fact, I would encourage you to get the book that's entitled, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. It's on Amazon. You can get it if you're interested in knowledge, because that's like one of the things all atheists and uh, agnostics always like like to say. Well, I'm more about the knowledge and the science, and I'm all about the proof. You know, you guys are blind on faith. If you're truly interested in knowledge, buy the book, and study. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist it'll change your life. In fact, anybody that's watching, if you have anybody in your family, friends, loved ones, that's trying to, that's bordering on agnosticism or atheism uh, and given up on faith, or maybe they don't believe in faith, get them that book. It'll change their life. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist by Frank Turek and Norman Geisler. It's a great book. I recommend it to every young person, especially if it's going through high school, middle school, college. It'll change your life. We want to pray. The reason we're dealing with this is because especially during the holidays, a lot of times you're forced to, um, you know, deal with relationships and people that you don't see maybe all year, more relationships are getting pushed on you during the holiday season and you've got to be able to deal with it. You've got to be able to, uh, yeah, I was patronizing on purpose though. Um, (laughs) but definitely buy it. You'll enjoy it. Um, and so we deal with more relationships than ever during the holiday season. It needs to be talked about, needs to be dealt with, needs to be worked on. And so we're gonna pray for you at the end. Uh, I'm believing that uh, 2021, as we've been saying, is gonna be a year that we'll run unhindered, that we're gonna run crooked paths being made straight, momentum, anointing, be more impactful <laughs> than we ever have. And here's the, here's the key. One of the things that's going to give us that kind of peace as we run is having all drama removed. That's why we finished with toxic relationships, all drama removed. I don't have time. You don't have time to deal with the drama as you're accomplishing what God's called you to do. Some people just refuse to change. They just refuse to change.
0: You've done several videos on recommending. Ava, things. I have. And podcasts.
1: Usually at the end of the year, last two years, I've done book recommendations for the new year. Uh, we can we can put those back up or you can just go check. It's usually done in December or the beginning of January of each year, last two years or three. Look I've done book, book recommendation uh, podcasts and, and uh, broadcasts. So you'll enjoy those. And we usually release the book list as well. So um, it's in the description of the podcast. Well, let's pray for them. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm praying for every man every woman that's watching today on breakthrough friday we're asking you lord to not only give us the strength give us the boldness to step out and make these changes lord if relationships do need to be cut off cut them off help us to cut them off i pray there's some people that just simply lose our number in jesus name by the power of the holy ghost lord give us that kind of patience peace joy and love to deal with people properly if there's any pride in our lives whatsoever let it be cut out let it be cut out by the power of the Holy Ghost I pray Lord that should give us humility today give us meekness today and let us deal with those relationships in the proper way to build them up to see healing in relationships that can be healed and Lord if people refuse if they refuse to do what you've asked them to do if they will not go the way you've called us to go give us the boldness and the strength to separate from division in Jesus mighty name. We thank you for what you're about to do in 2021. It's going to be supernatural. We're ready to see it in Jesus mighty name. If you believe it, somebody shout amen. Throw some fire in the comments section. Amen. Amen.
0: Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.